Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? Episode 82 of the podcast, and I'm in a good mood today, and it's not just because I just listened to Mbop uh, a couple minutes ago. God, it's a beautiful song. I love it. Uh, I was actually at an Honor Bros. baseball game couple days ago and uh, they had they played Mbop and I was like God what a what a song what a song that's one of the things that I've learned with uh, wearing a mask for a really long time you know I've gotten used to like singing mouthing along to songs but now I've realized that now masks aren't as like required as they once were and I've been not having to wear them as much uh, when I am out in public, I just can't be uh, mouthing words to songs because then it makes it look like I'm trying to talk to someone and I'm trying not to do that. But I, not just because I'm in a good mood because I listened to mm, Bop, I'm still very excited about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Bucks and Six, baby. Uh, defeating the Brooklyn Nets in what I felt like was supposed to be the Eastern Conference Finals, but instead it was just the semifinals, and as of I am recording this on a Sunday night in my basement, if you can hear all that fine uh, audio background. Yeah, that's the dehumidifier. I could probably unplug that. I'm like two feet away from it, but nah, I, I, I like the room being less uh, humid than what it would normally be, so I'm just going to leave that running, even if the quality of it, the uh, ambient sound doesn't sound as good. Um, but anyway, um, uh, so as I record this, I don't know who the Bucks are going to play yet. Uh, they will either play the 76ers, or they will play the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, but Brooklyn, I thought, was going to be a really tough series. But the Bucks were able to pull it out. They had to pull out two straight wins. They won Game Six in Milwaukee. Crowd was just pumping energy. And then Game Seven, they went in. Should not have taken it to overtime. Uh, good God, that was way too stressful. But they're able to pull through in overtime. But just what what a game! What a series! Finally, a Milwaukee or a Wisconsin sports team uh, does not break my heart. I read there's still chances, obviously, like they could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've been there before where they've lost, but maybe it's something different this time where uh, they're able to actually pull through. Because unfortunately, Wisconsin's had a lot of tough losses um, from the stretch of 2011 onward, basically. Ever since the Packers won the Super Bowl, it's just been downhill. Again, I really don't care about the Brewers too much. Uh, because I am a Cubs fan, but still, a lot of heartbreaking losses, uh, whether it's playoffs or just, like, I think with, like, the Badgers, uh, basketball, and football, lots of heartbreaking losses, but maybe the Bucks this time could turn around since it's a new decade. That's what I'm hoping for, but just what a series. Game 7, though, uh, this, oh my god. It was absolutely awful. But one of the first things, though, that made me mad this week, and even though they won, I'm still going to have to rip on Coach Budenholzer uh, for some of his rotations in the plays that he's drawing up. Good God, my guy. You have Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. You got a solid lineup. You got a solid bench. Figure this out, my guy. It is the playoffs. Some of the rotations he does, just terrible. 
I love Pat Connington. I will ride or die for Pat Connington. Alright, one of the best players I have ever seen. Can absolutely jump over thousands of buildings. Can jump over a super target for talking about it. Pat Connington should probably be playing about 20 minutes uh, of series. Uh, not like, I think he's getting somewhere around 30. Uh, but just, again, Pat, play it solid. But, you gotta remember, he is a role player. And, you know, I feel like our starting five should be on the floor the most. Especially when Brooklyn's starting five is pretty solid as well, too. Now, granted, we got a little bit lucky with Kyrie Irving uh, being injured like that. I've helped the Bucks obviously. James Harden not being 100%. Uh, too, but good God, Kevin Durant played out of his mind. And so, one of the things that pisses me off about Budenholzer is he's supposed to be the, like this defensive uh, wizard or whatnot. And I get Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's hitting all these different kinds of shots, and PJ Tucker's working his ass off trying to make sure Kevin Durant is getting nothing easy, but. Uh, Durant's just dropping dime, or just dropping buckets left and right. Uh, splish splash. He was taking a bath. Uh, just an absolute, just raining threes, twos. Could not miss. So you think, hmm, maybe we should put someone different on him if, like, he's just hitting shots over Tucker because it's a little bit of a height advantage. So it's like, hmm, if Kevin Durant's a seven footer that can hit shots anywhere. Hmm, maybe we should put our seven-footer on him. And I'm not saying put Giannis on him the whole game. I'm just saying, like, with, like, two or three minutes left, put your first-team all-defensive team player on Durant. Put your best defender against their best offensive player. I feel like that would make the most sense. But not, uh, who knows, like, nah, not going to do that. And what do you know? Come down to game seven, Durant hits this insane fadeaway that thank god his big toe was right on the line and I got called a two but I could just see it coming a mile away I'm just like Budenholzer put Giannis on Durant and it almost happened again because Drew Holiday was trying to guard uh, Durant coming down the floor and I thought for sure I was like oh fuck this one's going in luckily Durant airballed it uh, and Bucks were able to win but then like even before that Back in, uh, with like, uh, 20 seconds to go in the regular, in the, uh, in, uh, normal time, uh, I'm blanking on what, it's overtime and then you got, uh, yeah, the fourth quarter, there we go. Um, they have the, uh, ball goes out of bounds and so they have a chance to drop an inbounds play, right? And even the color commentator was like, Oh, this is great for the Bucks because Coach Budenholzer knows how to draw up a out-of-bounds play. An out-of-bounds play he drew up did not work at all. I'm like, you had a timeout. You could draw up whatever you wanted. And you got all. You got a seven-footer in Giannis. You got Lopez who can in Middleton who can shoot from just about anywhere. Holiday, Gray wasn't played the best that night, but like still, he can shoot the ball. And. What do they do? They pass it into Lopez in the corner, and Lopez gets, like, kind of trapped, and he, like, decides to pass it, so that's a shot clock violation. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing, you guys? And then literally right after that was when Durant hit this insane shot. I'm just like, 
for fuck's sake, we're gonna have another Wisconsin collapse. But luckily, we pull it out, and I'm just like, Budenholzer, good God, my guy. Like, let's be a little bit better with our rotations. Let's be a little bit better with our uh, time management. Let's be better with our shot selection, our out-of-bounds plays or something. I'm just like, oh, my God. I was furious when it happened. But I was just like, I, I was about ready to have an emergency podcast last night. I was like, if that would have been it, I would have been super pissed. Uh, we luckily avoided that disaster. Because it was even like in game uh, five where the Bucks had the lead. But then you know, the Nets came back and it's just like, I was pissed at Coach Bud. Because it's like first quarter, or like timeout, they're like doing a media interview. And they're like, how are you going to attack James Harden who's... On like who's got an injured hamstring and Budenholzer just goes, oh, we're gonna play our game, blah blah blah, all this like coaching stuff. And it's like, okay, so you clearly have an advantage, and instead of adjusting so that advantage can work in your favor, you're just gonna be like, nah, we're just gonna play our game. So they don't like attack hard, and uh, they don't force them in like one on one or anything like that, and that allows them to come back and win. And it's just like, dude, are you the only one that can't see that? Harden is injured, wouldn't it make sense to attack the guy that's not 100%? What? No. Uh, he had to do that. And then it's like, like, last year, like, everyone was calling for his head. Two years ago, everyone was calling for his head. Or, like, people started calling for his head after they lost to the Raptors. I was like, no, 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 no. They just had a bunch of success. Let's keep up around. But the bubble happened. And... How do I keep yawning? But it always seems to happen. I'm never tired, and then I go to record a podcast and I start yawning. I don't think it has anything to do with the product that I'm putting out, but that's just how it happens. But anyway, uh, they're having the best record in the league. They have a couple losses. COVID hits. Uh, They take the month off. They head down to the bubble. They finish up. They look kind of ho-hum. Playoffs start. They don't look that great against the Magic, but they win, and then they uh, lose four to one against the Heat. And then everyone was calling for Budenholzer's side. And I'm like, well, let's just hold off on that. But this year, I'm like, man, I think he needs to go. Even if like they win the championship, I'm like, even then, I'm like, eh, I I don't know. It's just clearly he has not made any adjustments or has figured out what has gone wrong. And I feel like if you want to be a successful coach in the NBA, you need to figure out what you're doing right and what works and what doesn't work. And you have to figure out how to make the stuff that doesn't work and make it work. And I feel like Boonholzer has just not done that. But I'm like, let's just see where they get in the Eastern Conference Finals and let's see what happens, hopefully in the Finals as well too, but that's still obviously a long way away. But another thing though that was making me mad throughout this entire series, I talked about Kevin Durant and a lot of people have been saying his praise won for his performance. He had a great series. He was insane to watch. He seemed to hit every shot imaginable, played his heart out, Uh, and I loved him praising, you know, P.J. Tucker and Giannis and all that, and it was very nice to see that you know, he stayed on the court, shook hands and all that. Uh, my, what I think of Kevin Durant has slightly improved. Um, I hate Kevin Durant. Uh, so now I, I, well, after like seeing him in the series, I strongly dislike him. I think he's a great player, but I still think it's uh, a Charmin level soft 
that he has to go to a bunch of uh, NBA super teams, basically. And I still also think it's kind of bullshit that he had his personal security guard out on the floor. Again, maybe that wasn't his decision or something like that, but still, I'm like, oh, all right, dude. Uh, and so, like, I get, like, just say, like, Kevin Durant is a basketball player, uh, and, like, the, the things he does on the basketball court is, like, what I'm saying, like, why I don't like him. Uh, and the moves he makes. Respect his game, but it just pisses me off. It pissed me off that he went to the Warriors and made the NBA unwatchable for basically two and a half years. Where it's like, oh, I wonder who's going to win the uh, championship. Oh, I don't know, probably the team with uh, three All-Stars and Draymond Green, who, granted, was an All-Star, but is pretty overrated, if you ask me. Because uh, he's the guy that likes to kick people in the nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, or maybe it was, yeah, they also had Zaza uh, on that squad too, it was pretty cheap, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day, but a player that I strongly dislike now um, on the Nets is James Harden, that dude, I cannot stand watching him play basketball anymore, I used to like watching him on the Rockets when they were making all their threes, I was like, hey, this is kind of fun, I was hoping they would beat the Warriors uh, back, I Maybe when they hit the ramp? I want to say it was when they hit the ramp, but it was back when Paul and Harden were running the shows, running the show in Houston. And, uh, yeah, I really liked James Harden at one point. Uh, but then it's just kind of like, you know, uh, the step back is kind of a travel, um, but he just got, like, super... And, like, I'm fine if, he, if you can draw a foul, um, but, like, when you're just clearly, like, trying to just throw your body or just throw a leg out to stick it out and see if you can get like contact there and get the foul call there so you can just go to the free throw line to get your point uh that's kind of overdoing it like if you're driving the lane and you can throw your body like into someone and get a foul call there that i'm like yeah that's fine but like if you're uh wrapping your shooting wrist uh into someone's into the defender's arm and then just flailing uh, like, a um, geese, like, geese getting shot at, uh, while you're just, like, flailing, that I find, uh, egregious and overly excessive. Um, personally, I think it exceeds, uh, what I enjoy watching, or, like, I think it exceeds drawing contact. I wanted, I used, I found that word at Quick Trip, uh, when I was pumping gas on the gas station TV pump, and that was the word of the day, even though I do know what exceed means. I thought, I feel like Quick Trip, side note, I feel like Quick Trip has kind of been phoning it in a little bit with their words of the day uh, on the gas pump, but I'm, I'm trying to use uh, the word of the day more in a sentence to make me sound smarter, uh, because sometimes I come on here and I sound like I'm about as dumb as a box of rocks. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Well, James Harden has just gotten ridiculous uh, with the step back because I feel like that's a constant travel now. Um, and he just constantly is just trying to draw a contract. And that's what he did the entire series. Good God, I've never... I've seen fish flop... Or I've seen fish flop less... Uh, on, uh, out of the water than what James Harden was doing. That's how much flopping he was doing. You know, again, like, if you want to, like, if you can find a way to draw contact, I used to do that when I played basketball. Like, if I can, uh, you know, maybe go down a shot, yeah, fine, maybe, like, once in a while you can do it. But if it's every time where you're getting, like, 20 phantom calls, like, in Game 7, 
uh, in a game that's very crucial, yeah, that's going to piss me off, especially when the refs are basically on the net side where it's like, come on, guys, let's call a clean game. You can clearly tell it's not a foul. He's trying to draw the contact. You don't, like, that's not a normal shooting motion. And then James Harden has the audacity, the audacity to flail uh, and kick his legs out and everything like that. And then when he does, I get a call. He looks at the rough like, oh, what do you mean you didn't call it? It's like, dude, you've been flopping the entire game and you're, like, getting all these calls and you're still mad that you're not getting more calls? How much more calls do you need, my guy? Good God, you watch the entire game and he's just going to the free throw line constantly. Uh, acting like he's getting shot at. Um, it, the way I see it, um, no blood, no foul is what I would call if I was the ref. But he, Harden's out there throwing his legs out, uh, acting like he's getting shot. And I get he's on a... And I respect him for playing hurt. Uh, but with that said, like, it is so annoying watching him play last night. And I have just completely flipped the 180 on James Harden. I also didn't like how he handled the Houston situation. Um, he played at Houston for a couple years, and then they got really good with Chris Paul. And uh, in the finals, they were really god-awful from three uh, in the Western Conference Finals, and they lost. And I think they're up three to two. It's like, you know, that's not really on the organization. That's kind of on you. Uh, you're one of the players that's missing the basket. Uh, it is up to the players to put the ball in the hoop. And if you're not doing that, then, like, whose else's fault is it? Yeah, that happened a couple times. And then Harden basically was just, like, after Chris Paul got traded, they got Russell Westbrook for a year. Um, and that, like, kind of panned out, but kind of didn't. I always like Russell Westbrook. I think he's fun to watch. And I also just like how he plays very pissed off, and that's kind of how I always tried emulating that style when I played. But then Harden was just, like, basically just kind of stopped talking to the Rockets and was like, yeah, I'm not going to show up for team workouts, but then went to, like, other stuff and just really didn't handle it maturely, I thought. I feel like there's a way you can go about doing your business just like, hey, um, I want to go in a different direction uh, and just kind of, like, sitting out and pouting, I feel like, isn't the way to go. So he got shipped to Brooklyn, uh, which already had Durant Irving and then it was just like, oh, okay, now they're going to get, uh, James Harden's another the clear favorite and then all of a sudden they get Blake Griffin and then like DeAndre Jordan and then I think LaMarcus Aldridge tried joining the squad too and it's just like how many guys do they need on the squad? Jeff Green was on that squad uh, and they're getting all these guys and it's like but then Blake Griffin too pissed me off because it's like uh, every uh, I heard it also too uh, I'll finish up on the James Harden and I'll jump to Blake Griffin also to the fact that he walked off the court before like when there's still time on the clock and didn't shake hands with anyone I thought that was kind of lame uh, if Durant can be out on the floor like shaking hands I think the whole team should be but the fact that he kind of had to take off to the locker room and he's done that before I thought that was kind of uh, kind of a punk move if you ask me um, but again also too I have sometimes in my sports career haven't always shown the best sportsmanship either and I get it's a competitive game but also you gotta remember a lot of these guys are friends off the court um and I feel like like they have better relationships um than I would but say like a group of inter facing an intramural squad at Whitewater that I've never seen before or facing a high school soccer team that I've never seen before and will never see again 
Um, I feel like it's a little bit different, but that's just me owning up to it. Um, but with that said, one of the things, though, I always feel like I liked about me is I feel like I was always humble in defeat. I just hated losing, which I, is a good trait to have, but at the same time, it can also be a detriment, I feel like. But anyway, back to Blake Griffin. Apparently, he said in the interview, uh, post-game interview, like, yeah, if a couple of foul calls would have went our way, I feel like would have made a difference or something like that. It's like, dude, are you kidding me? You know how egregious uh, some of the calls were? I mean, Drew Holiday goes straight up. Um, I think it was Durant or maybe Harden. I don't know. But when played straight up and they called him on a foul call, uh, Tucker fouled out because he swiped Griffin's hands on a pick. And it's like, really? You're going to call that? But it's like, they finally, st- like, the first quarter, they're giving all the nets, basically, all the calls. And then they started letting him play in the second half, which was kind of nice because it reminded me of, like, oh, 80s, 90s basketball. Not everything needs to be a foul. Let the boys play. Let them be the ones to decide it. And then Griffin's got the nerve to be like, ooh, well, a couple of calls should have won our way. It's like, no, you had too many calls go your way. Uh, you have no reason to be like, yeah. That's like if someone, if, like, Jeff Bezos won the lottery and then was like, uh, Jeff Bezos already a billionaire and then wins the lottery and it's just like, and then, like, goes, like, broke or something and, like, after Amazon has some bad luck and just goes, yeah, if only I just had some better luck. It's like, no, dude, you already have everything handed to you. You don't, like, the Bucks could be in the situation where it's like, yeah, a couple of those calls should have went our way. The Nets basically were getting calls the entire series. And I get, yeah, like Giannis, whenever he drives the lane, it could clearly be a charge because he's just putting his head down and uh, hitting anything in sight. I get that, but at the same time, it's like if James Harden can draw a foul because he st- like puts his hand up someone's jersey in a shooting motion somehow, which I've never seen someone do before, and get a call like that, then you have no reason to complain about anything else, Blake Griffin. But that is one of the things I do like about watching Giannis. He just, draw- he just goes, if he has an open lane, or you give him some space, he's going to take off and go. Um, I put this on my Instagram story last night because I thought it was humorous. I'm going to share it again. Um, I feel like uh, Giannis, whenever he starts driving the lane, I always think of the song by Disturbing the Peace of Ludacris, uh, which uh, is called uh, Move Bitch. And if you haven't heard the song, it, the lyrics are pretty uh, self-explanatory. Uh, they say, Move Bitch, Get Out the Way. Um, and I feel like that's Giannis whenever he drives the lane. It's just like, y'all better get out the way because there uh, is a train on the tracks and his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is coming through and he ain't stopping and he will bulldoze anyone in his way. It is hilarious. I love watching it. That's why I love Giannis so much. He is such a good dude. And just, I, he is built like a tank. And also, too, it pissed me off with Hart. Another, again, back to James Harden, where he's like, oh, I just can't drive the lane and dunk and stuff. It's like, yeah, Giannis has other skills. James Harden does not play defense. You want to know who plays defense and gives effort on that side? Giannis. You want to know who makes his teammates better with assists and driving the lane and all that? Giannis. Guess who dribbles the ball and just tries to get to the free throw line? James Harden. So, yeah, I, I hope that... Uh, Jan, er, 
James Harden got the message that one time Giannis threw the ball off his face. I was kind of on accident, but it kind of looked like it was on purpose, but it could have been either way. But it's just like, James Harden, a little bit of Blake Griffin kind of made me mad uh, last week. And another thing that made, made me mad this week is when instructions are not crystal clear. Uh, so I am not the smartest person, and I am a very slow learner. I wish I could learn things faster, uh, but unfortunately, it's just how I am. Um, I want to say, uh, I, I, it's like, I don't know if I have, like, a learning disability or anything like that, but it's just, it takes me a while to learn things. So, like, especially with, like, like technology, or, like, uh, doing a task at work, or learning procedural things, like, procedural things I struggle with, because, again, it's just... I struggle, like, putting it in my mind for a bit. When I do it a couple times, that's when I start getting good at it. But one of the things, though, that makes me mad is when, like, instructions are not, like, clear enough for me. So, like, when there are, like, activities that, like, I need to do or if I'm, like, helping, uh, doing, like, work or something like that. And they just, uh, like, say, like, oh, it's just this, this, and this. And it's like, well, you know, that's easy for you, uh, but for me... It is just not that self-explanatory. Like, I have to do things a couple of times. Or, and I always like being reassured, hey, am I doing this right? Because I don't want to do something wrong and then get it ingrained in my head that I'm doing something wrong. So it's just, unfortunately, some people can't understand that. And so I wish instructions would be, like, crystal clear. So, like, when I'm like, hey, I want this, like, laid out, boom, 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 boom. Uh, like, that will help me out. Like, I can't have, like, a wrench thrown and be like, ah, oh, we're actually switching to this, then. It's like, no, I, I, I can't, like, do that, like, ten minutes before, uh, I'm about to do something. Like, I need, like, A, B, C, D, all laid out. Like, like, I just can't, like, switch things up on the fly and be like, ah, oh, sure, no problem. Like, it's just something I struggle with. Some people are fast learners. I envy people who can learn fast. But it's just, I think back to, like, my time fast food, where it's like, it took me a while to learn register. I had to have a couple different people show me how to do register and, like, watch over me and stuff like that. And even then, I still had, like, questions, because also, too, you're always learning. And then, like, it took me a while to learn drive through Um, and they're just like, oh, he's just not getting drive through It's like, no, it's like, I'm trying to get it, but it's just sometimes I struggle with, like, things that are, like, fast-paced, so it always pisses me off when, like, every job you're trying to do, uh, you're trying to, like, that are like, oh, this is a fast-paced working environment. It's like, yeah, I can try to do that, but it's like sometimes it's going to take me a while to learn how to do it. I'm just not going to be able to instantly go in and go right away. Like, it's like I'm going to have, like, think of it like a child, like, learning to run. First, you crawl. Then, like, you, like, scoot or, like, you know, army crawl. Then that involves into walking. And then when like you pick up your walking speed and then you can start running you just don't like come out the womb and start running no like you have to have steps and that's kind of like what i am and then like that's how my confidence builds so i don't want to think oh i'm doing great at something instantly going head first and then oh you're doing it wrong it's like well now my confidence is right all right well like i think back to my time with the va not the fastest learner in some areas they respect me for that. There's some jobs that I had to do, they understood that and continued to work with me. And for them, I say thank you. Shout out to all the housekeepers that were, like, really, like, 
help me learn and we're like, yes, we'll be patient with you because you have a positive attitude and you want to learn and you show up and you want to do the work. And I feel like that's just, that's like not good enough, but it's like, I feel like if any employee is like, hey, I want to have a positive attitude and I show up on time and I want to do work and I don't want to cause no drama, I feel like that's a great employee. It's like, if they struggle with shit, just keep working with them, all right? Like, they'll pick up on it eventually, I'm sure, or like work with what they have. I always hate it when it's like, oh, this guy's really good at this job, but he's a piece of shit. But since he's really good at his job, we're going to, like, work with that. It's like, no, that's not good for, like, pumping morale. Like, that's not good for other things. It's like, I think back to, like, other areas that I was at, and I'm not going to, like, mention them just in case if anyone ever decides to apply it, like the VA. Good place to work at. You have great benefits. Uh, you get all, like, the federal holidays off, mostly, depending on, like, what you do and stuff, but it's like, they, like, I just remember my, like, my time, they put me in a, like, really, like, busy clinic, like, where you have to, like, really learn and stuff, and, like, my training wasn't the best, not saying it's anyone's fault, but just going in there and COVID, uh, when they're short-staffed, it's like, what, like, let me do stuff that I'm, like, good at, I can check people in and, like, put charts together, make nail runs, and help them out help the other people out that are up on that floor where they don't have to do that, I feel like that's, like, helping out. But they're like, nah, like, that's not helping. And it's like, well, that's what I can do good. And, like, there's nothing really else that I've been taught so far. But, because, again, I'm just not the fastest learner. And it's just dumb that it's, like, I, I feel like I always work good when I have, like, someone over my shoulder It's like, yeah, you do this, this, and this. And then I do it a couple times, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm getting the hang of it. I just feel like some places just don't understand that I'm just not the fastest learner. It's like, I want to learn. I like learning. And, like, yeah, like, learning new shit scares me sometimes. But it's just, like, it always makes me mad when, like, either, like, instructions are not clear enough. Or, like, it's just, like, I just struggle with it. And I know there's, like, people out there that struggle with, like, dyslexia. Um, or, like, they don't get shit. But sometimes people just are able to pick up on it. So it's, like... Every individual is different. So, like, I feel like what made me a really good, like, trainer or, like, teaching people how to do shit is, like, because, again, I feel like I'm not the smartest person sometimes. And I struggle with, like, learning stuff. And people have, like, given me compliments, like, oh, wow, you're a really good teacher. It's like, yeah, because I've been taught from by some shitheads. I've had people where they haven't been very patient with me, and it makes me feel really small and really shitty. And I don't want other people to feel that. So, when I teach people stuff, I try to be as patient as possible, and I try to dumb it down to where, like, I would get it. Because it's like, when I learn stuff, I'm like, oh, well, if you would have explained it like that, I would have gotten it. So, like, when I have to, like, teach someone how to, like, do something on this register, or how to write a story, it's like, hey, do this, this, I try to, like, map it out, uh, point out, like, what they're doing good, because, again, like, you just can't take someone that's brand new at something and put them in and be like, all right, they're going to be able to handle it, no problem. It's like, you got to learn. You got to be able to work with people and work with what you got. You're not going to be able to turn uh, everything into gold right away. Like, all right, I just think with, like, you got to get it out the dirt. Like, dirt turns into gold. Well, how do you turn dirt into gold? Well, first you got to dig it up. Then you gotta take it to the wash plant, and you gotta separate all this stuff, and then you'll find your goal. That's what you have to do, like, when you're in a workforce. And it just pisses me off when, like, 
they don't take the proper time to teach people stuff. Because not everyone's going to know everything. God, we will always be learning as a society. I always feel like it's important to learn things as a society. And I feel like people don't. And it's dumb. That, like, it's like, like, we're always learning. Like, I always am trying to learn new things. And it's like, you just gotta be like, oh, if you didn't know that, hey, no big deal. Let me teach you how to do it. Now, I can understand if it's like you knew how to do it, uh, and, like, they get it wrong. Yeah, that can get frustrating, but it's like, you just gotta work with them. No one's, most of the time, people aren't out here trying to make mistakes for the hell of it. Like, that's why I would always tell people, like, when, like, I'd forget something in, like, their bag. It's like, you know, I'm not trying to make mistakes, but it happens once in a while, all right? I'm sorry that I forgot your cheese skirt, but please stop yelling at me, all right? I feel bad about it already enough, and if I could go back in time uh, if to put the cheese curd back in there, I would. Uh, but this, you know, I just think back to, like, my times where it's, like, I'm trying to learn stuff, and people are, like, just not, like, very patient with me about it. So that's why I'm always, like, you know, I don't want, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to explain it thoroughly. I'm going to go in order. And like, what I've always liked doing is I always, like, showing people first and then, like, walking it through and then, like, watching them do it and be like, all right, I'm going to quiz you. If you don't get it, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm going to, like, try to let you figure it out and think. And then, like, when you start doing it, then, like, that's when things click. One of the always things that I like doing was uh, teaching people how to clean, like, the chocolate pump at Culver's because, like, we normally didn't, or like the shake pump or something like that, and like, because it was something we really didn't use, but like when you get like pumpkin or a seasonal flavor, then we would have to bring out uh, multiple pumps, right? And so people wouldn't know how to clean it out, and so I'm like, alright, well let me show you, because I know how to do this, because I had to like do it all the time, and then like one way, but you know, I know you're obviously not going to get it, but I'm going to explain it thoroughly to you. And be like, especially too, because I've made a lot of mistakes before in the past cleaning it. And so, like, let me show you how uh, I clean it. Let me point out mistakes I've made so that way you don't have to do that. And I feel like another thing, too, I feel like a lot of workers now, uh, or I've worked with people that take themselves, like, way too seriously, act way too arrogant. It's like, everyone's going to make mistakes. Not everyone is a hot shot. All right, we're all in the food service industry. Let's all try to sell a couple burgers and just try to get along. All right, if you got a question, let me try to help you out with it. But I always hate how people are like, oh, it's this, or oh, you should have done that. It's like, how about just work with me, all right? How about just be like, hey, maybe try to do this or something like that. But I worked with some people, man, that are just like, just super arrogant or just like not patient. And it's just like, you've got to be chill with these people. Just, I'm trying to, like, learn. Like, granted, if I'm being, like, a dickhead, yeah, that's a different story. But if it's just, like, oh, I didn't know, and I'm just trying to be positive about things, and it's, like, that makes me feel, like, sad and negative, and that doesn't help anyone out. Like, sometimes people are pricks to people because they want to feel better about themselves. It's, like, okay, yeah, you feel better about yourself, but now you made that person feel, like, really shitty. And that's, like, not how I roll. So it just, it just makes me mad when, like, instructions, like, are not clear enough and all that. Or, like, even expecting, like, people to, like, learn just off of, like, the sheet, I feel like. If you're just like, all right, well, you got a sheet. Like, that'll teach you. It's like, no. Because there's going to be moments where it's, like, not going to be right down the middle, right? But that's just me, right? And another thing. That made me mad. 
this week is there is a big chemical explosion fire in uh, Rockton, I want to say. Um, and so there's uh, multiple fire departments on their way down to like the Bloit area and all that, uh, trying to one, put out the fire, uh, but then also to save like other buildings around the area and they're using like water and stuff like that. And so with all the fire departments being down there, they're like, hey, try not to use water in the area, right? And so they put out a press release, all the news organiz local news organizations are putting stuff out, right? And I swear to God, we have got to be one of the most selfish nations or just selfish group of people. And maybe I'm just saying that because I only saw a couple individuals. But God, it genuinely pisses me off when they're like, hey, this is what's going on. We need you guys to do this. And people don't want to follow along. It's like, really? Like, it's God. Like, so they're like, with the water, they're like, well, one, we're in a drought to begin with. So there's a lot of, like, areas that could easily catch on fire, right? So they're trying to put that out. So water's already scarce as is. And then they're like, hey, we need all the water we can get. Don't use it, right? Because there's a fucking fire going on that could easily, like, like, do you not see how wildfires start? Starts with something, and then everything's dry, and then it just catches everything on fire. And so you got people being like, just don't use as much water, right? And you got these fucking dipshits online that are like, ooh, well, I pay for the water, so I'm going to use how much of it as I like. It's like, you literally, they're just asking you for a week just to, like, be like, hey, just conserve on the water, all right? Please help us out, right? And you got people like, well, why aren't you doing this? It's like, just simply shut the fuck up and save the water. Just simply don't take a 20-minute shower. Don't water your lawn. Don't, like, flush so much. Like, there's simple ways where it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll save a little bit of water, and if that helps, it helps. It is a slight inconvenience. Boo-hoo. But it's like the whole town could go up in flames. They don't put this, like, fire out and do it uh, as much as they can, right? And they need your help to do it. Well, and, like, I, it makes me think back to, like, Eric, I'll get to that in a second, but, like, with, like, the drought. Wisconsin, southern eastern Wisconsin, and thank God we are getting hit with some rain right now, and we got hit with some rain on Thursday, so I feel like we're starting to chip away at our drought numbers. But it genuinely pisses me off when you can clearly look outside see brown grass clearly no hmm, it is a fucking drought outside we need water bad and so when uh, the government or news agencies or like corporations or agencies are like this is what's going on we need to conserve water right and you got fucking people being like oh well that's not how I see it I'm gonna use how much of it as I like it's like no it's scarce as is and we need to all pitch in and do our part. That's why it genuinely pisses me off. That's why, like, when I would come on here, like, during the pandemic and bitch about people not wearing their masks because it's, like, a little simple part of just simply putting a piece of cloth over your face to help stop a airborne disease being spread. Like, for you wearing it in a store for 10 minutes, you can't do that to, like, help pitch in in a society and when we're waging a fight against that like droughts pandemics fires are serious and when people are like y'all gotta pitch in to help others yeah like that's how we should do it like in my eyes 
That's the American spirit. You pitch in to help. I've talked about it before on this podcast, and I will say it again. World War II. How many fucking sacrifices did the greatest generation have to make? Signed up for war really young. Uh, had to take jobs that maybe they didn't want. Had to enlist. You know, had to do wheatless Wednesdays or meatless Mondays to help food supplies or, you know, tires were made in Japan. So rubber was very scarce. So what people did was they lowered the speed limit signs down to like 30. So that way less rubber would be used. So that way it would help preserve tires. And like, because obviously we weren't getting from, from the Japan. But it's like they did all that shit. Just so that way they could help the country. They could help out people. And like now it's like we can't even do that. We can't even help our fellow neighbor. Like think of all the homes that could have like went up in flames. If like they if like what if the fire department literally like was like ran out of water because Joe Blow is like what is watering his lawn during a drought when there's like a fire and they need people to be rationed. It's like oh cool. Glad you're good. All these people are going to lose their homes because, like, you didn't want to pitch in help. Like, that genuinely pisses me off. Like, you have, like, a slight inconvenience where it's like, oh, yeah, hey, I'll help out. You know, I don't want to, but if that helps that fellow person succeed, yeah, then I'll do it. And it just genuinely pissed me off on Monday when you have that huge explosion. And, pe- and I'm glad people were, like, jumping on people for, like, not helping much pissed me off when it's like we need to save water because we're in a drought and people just be like no I pay for the water so I'm going to use it it's like no there's not enough of it right now and we need to preserve it oh it fires me up man it it fires me up but I think everything's getting solved down there so hopefully everyone's safe and you know uh, healthy and uh, hopefully no other like homes or buildings are uh, caught on fire or anything like that. Shout out to the firemen getting down there putting the fires out. Appreciate y'all on the What Makes Me Mad podcast platform. That just rubbed me the wrong way. Rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that and yeah, it makes me mad. Like, wish it could be more humorous, but it's just like, fuck man. You sacrifice so much and now it's like now it's like you can't even like ask someone for like a cup of sugar because like no one wants to sacrifice everyone's greedy for themselves and I get there are moments where you have to look out for yourself but it's pretty obvious when there's situations where it's like yeah now's the time that I gotta be looking out for like people they need like the government needs me to like you know conserve water then hey I'll start conserving water you need me to wear a face mask to help protect other people fine I'll do it you know, that it's warm, it's itchy, but hey, if that's what I gotta do, then that's what I gotta do. Uh, man, it just frustrates me, man. And especially, like, people that act so arrogant, like, like, they know the shit more than, like, the uh, professionals that are doing It's like, really? You saw something on Facebook, or, like, you think because, like, you know how the world works that you can tell, like, that professional that knows, like, every in and out of the business that they're in what to do, like, no. That's not how it flies, dude. And it's so it pisses me off when I see 
But yeah, so a lot of stuff made me mad this week. A lot of positives as well, too. Shout out to the Bucks. Shout out to uh, sports and all that. And shout out to all the dads out there holding it down on this Father's Day. Um, just, yeah, shout out to the rain for coming through. Again, a lot of positives, some negatives. Uh, I always like to try to take it like um, if my week was a sandwich, I try to have the positives be the bread. Um, and like you, you put the negatives in the sandwich, but you want to end it on a positive. You want to bite into a positive, and you want to have your last bite be a positive as well too. Uh, but there, there are obviously some negatives as well too. Um, but I tried to have the positives outweigh the negatives. But that's another thing, though. I hope we'll have to see how much rain we got, and hopefully that moves us out of a severe drought. I've never seen a drought this bad, to be honest, uh, in Wisconsin, but, um, I just genuinely hope that, uh, people, um, especially with, like, 4th of July coming around, I talked about, like, last year with, like, people being, like, idiots and, like, lighting off fireworks and, uh, not safely and then having to go to the hospital that's, like, already overrun with COVID patients, um, we'll have to see where the drought monitor is at, but it's, like, you know, if it's, like, really dry out still, don't shoot off a firework because then that's going to start like a cornfield on fire. We don't need to have the fire department like that's like one or two townships like it's already like pretty stretched thin. Does not need to be like flying all about uh, town because someone didn't want to listen to instructions and thinks that they're smarter. I remember a couple years like back when I was a little guy traveling out to South Dakota and they're in the middle of an extreme drought and grass was just absolutely brown, super dry. And Fourth of July was around, we didn't shoot any fireworks off about our like motel or anything, but we saw a couple people do it. But then I was too weird fire trucks go by. Because when you have fireworks, it's literally in their name. Fire works when they get shoot off. There's sparks and everything. And you have like super dry ground. That's how fire starts. Which just makes me mad. It's like, you know, embers can carry shit. And all it takes is one little spark, and then boom, you got a fire. And then that, that fire can spread easy. So, just don't be a dumbass and uh, ruin someone else's uh, 4th of July by being an idiot. But again, we'll have to see. Hopefully we get out of this drought and, uh, you know, we can start uh, getting the grass to be green again. Everything like that. Because, you know, I thought one summer we were able to have, like, fires and all that. You know, obviously I want to do it safely, and if it's too dry to burn, then it's too dry to burn. That's just the way it goes, bro. That's the what that's what I'll do for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to all the people that have been listening all the way through. Shout out to new listeners. Shout out to people that have listened in the beginning. Forgot this platform still exists and, and we're like one day like, hmm, I wonder if Cal's still making the podcast inside so type it in what makes me mad in Spotify or something like that. And they still find it. Because again, I'm still trying to put this bad boy out weekly because there's always gonna be things that make me mad. But thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.